My name is Kelly Heil and I'm here to show you that it's totally possible to do what you love while raising the ones you love. It took me far too long to figure out how to balance my new role of mom while overcoming mom guilt and still living my best creative life. Motherhood does not mean we have to throw who we used to be aside and stop making art or writing books. That's why I created this podcast. I want to inspire you to live intentionally. Whether you're a mom who gets up at 5 a.m. or a night owl who has another cup of coffee at midnight, we can do this. And I'm spotlighting women who are doing this. Grab a coffee, grab a notebook, get ready to change your life. This is the Moms Who Create podcast. And there's this really beautiful scene at the end where her mom takes her to basically like a group therapy. And so she walks in and it's a ton of different kids with a ton of different dragons and all these different shapes and sizes. And she realizes, wait a minute, it's not just me. Like everyone goes through scary things and everyone has to learn how to deal with them. So it's just a really kid-friendly way to talk about when traumatic or scary things happen to us a lot of behaviors come up and a lot of changes come up and that dragon really personifies those things and being able to say, okay, it's always going to be there. You're always going to have this scary thing, but you're able to deal with it. And there are ways that you can learn how to deal with those feelings and with the things that happen. And there are people you can trust. Hey everyone. And welcome back to another episode of the moms who create podcast. Today I'm talking to Bethany Walker a wonderful, wonderful mom who is using her voice as an author to help so many people. Bethany Walker is a mom, wife, social worker, and author. She's a member of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators and Julie Hedlund's 12 by 12 Picture Book Challenge. Bethany's work was recognized as a finalist for YA in the 2022 Kids' Choice Kid Lit Writing Contest and as an honorable mention in the 2022 Picture Book Party. Bethany enjoys writing fiction in various forms, including flash fiction and children's literature, as well as interviewing authors on her blog, Picture Book Therapy Thursday. Bethany's debut picture book is Lena and the Dragon, self-published through her imprint, Lily Book, in December of this year. When she isn't writing, Bethany works as a licensed clinical social worker. She provides therapy, workshops, and other family services. In her free time, she binges horror movies and collects an absurd amount of books. Bethany lives in Longview, Texas with her husband, Clifton, daughter, Lillian, and their pets. So I also just want to give a trigger warning before we start. Bethany's book deals with childhood trauma. We don't go into immense detail, but we do discuss how children are affected by certain traumas and how her book helps them process everything and be comforted in all their situations. She's created a wonderful book for children, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Bethany, it's wonderful having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to talk to you about your book coming out in December and all the hats you wear. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. I love listening to the podcast and hearing how moms balance it all. And I'm excited to share a little bit about how I do it. You wear a lot of hats. Tell us about you and all that you do. Yeah, I definitely have a ton of hats. Um, So primarily, I am a a licensed clinical social worker and a therapist. So with that, that's, you know, individual therapy, group therapy, family therapy, I do a lot of parenting work. And then I also run um, like workshops, 
and trainings, especially on trauma and family and relationships. So that's a huge thing. That's like nine hats in itself. I really enjoy doing that. And on top of that, I'm also, like you said, a mom, I've got a four-year-old who is a firecracker. She's a handful. Four is a lot of fun. My husband and I joke that there's not a word for four. Like, you know, there's terrible twos and there's three major. And then what is four? Because that's so true. I really like four. I think it's a really good in-between age. Um, Yeah. It's not like terrible, terrible twos or, or fantastic fives. What do you call fives? (laughs) Yeah. I agree. I have a two-year-old. She's about to turn three, but she's very two. Yeah. Very two year old. So I have yeah. both right now. Yeah. I feel like we've kind of, we're still in that stage of like, we have the tantrums, but we're so curious and we're wanting to talk and do all the things, mm-hmm. um, but still like connected to mom and dad. We want the cuddles. I'm not right. really ready for that to phase out. So it's definitely fun. It's a good age. Again, you have a book coming out in December. What inspired you to write a book and then tell us about the book that you're creating? Absolutely. I did a lot of writing when I was young. I feel like, you know, when you're little, that creativity is kind of nurtured and like encouraged. Mm -hmm. And then as you get older, it kind of phases out. It's a little more like, okay, you need to be more realistic. You need to start thinking about, you know, real things. Mm -hmm. And so as I got older, that kind of phased out. I had a really fantastic teacher in fourth grade who really encouraged me in that writing he said, Hey, there's this thing where they publish a bunch of kids stories in the anthology you should submit. And so I did that and like holding that book in my hand, I remember being such a big deal. Uh, and of course, like once I got the book, there were stories in there from you know, two-year-olds about a rooster. So, you know, there was, there's not necessarily like a gauge for like, this was not the best story ever, but it was seeing my words in print. And it was just like, this is incredible. This is so exciting. And so that really sparked something in me of like, I, I process so much through words. And so it's something I've always loved to do, but then through, you know, growing up through college and having a kid and getting married and, you know, that kind of faded away to the background. And so at some point over the last few years, I've started really getting involved in writing again. And I started off with flash fiction, just doing short little stories about all kinds of stuff. And I really enjoyed that. And one day I was sitting in my office, I'd had some therapy sessions. And at the time I worked a lot with kids and I just had this story kind of pop into my head of, you know, what if I was able to talk about some of the traumas that the kids I work with have been through in this way that they would kind of understand it's not so scary. Um, And I myself lived in a very dysfunctional household as a kid. So relate a lot to having that childhood trauma and trying to understand how it affects you. So all of that together, I sat down on my computer and just wrote out the first draft for this um, with no idea that I would spend two years, you know, tweaking and and editing and creating and making it what it is today. Um, but just that inspiration drove me into like, I, I need to see this become a reality. Like I, I want to put this in kids' hands. So that's really the inspiration behind Lena and the dragon. Mm, I love that you could, I mean, I, I don't like that you have to base it off of trauma or that you had it in the past, you know, to help you write this. But I mean, it's a thing that so many people have went through struggle with even as adults, you know, things, well, you know, 
you're a, you're a therapist, you know, all the things. <laughs> so there's a great need for something like this that you've created. And um, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. And, it, you know, it does have to come from a hard place, but it helps people that are still in that hard place. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell Thanks us about the book. Yeah. So Lena and the Dragon, um, it's a picture book on childhood trauma and resiliency. So Lena is a young girl who lives with her family, really happy life, just enjoys being a kid. And one day she has this really scary, traumatic thing happen. We call it um, the terrible thing in the book. Mm -hmm. So a terrible thing happened to her. And I leave it very open. I'm not specific about it. The illustration we've done is just her on like a black page kind of, you know, looking scared and concerned so that you can really take that and use it with any kid and anything scary that they've gone through and be able to, you know, make it fit their situation. I left it very open. So she has this terrible thing happen. She doesn't know what to do with it. She doesn't know who to tell. She's scared. And she wakes up the next morning and there's a dragon sleeping on her chest. And she doesn't know where this dragon's come from and nobody can see it except her. And as she goes on, as she ignores it, as she tries to just pretend like it's not there, it just grows and it grows and it starts, you know, making messes and being angry and lashing out. And she has to figure out, well, what do I do with this? And so eventually she comes forward and she tells her parents like, hey, this scary thing happened and there's this dragon and I don't know what to do. And there's this really beautiful scene at the end where her mom takes her to basically like a group therapy. And so she walks in and it's a ton of different kids with a ton of different dragons and all these different shapes and sizes. And she realizes, wait a minute, it's not just me. Like everyone goes through scary things and everyone has to learn how to deal with them. Um, so it's just a really kid-friendly way to talk about when, you know, traumatic or scary things happen to us a lot of behaviors come up and a lot of changes come up and that dragon really personifies those things and being able to say, okay, it's always going to be there. You're always going to have this scary thing, but you're able to deal with it. And there are ways that you can learn how to deal with those feelings and with the things that happen. And there are people you can trust. And my illustrator, Rodrigo Cordero is his name and he's fantastic. And so that juxtaposition of this, you know, black empty page where she's totally alone. And then at the end, walking into this warm room full of people. I mean, he did a fantastic job showing how alone it feels at first. And then once you're able to open up and connect with people, how supported you really can be. And I, I made a really big point in the book to, to not make the dragon just go away because it, you know, like you're not going to ever forget that you're not going to just like be better and move on. It's going to be with you. Sometimes you'll forget about it. Sometimes it'll pop up huge, you know, and you'll be like, man, I cannot believe I had to carry this. Um, but, but it, it is something that you can learn to like manage those emotions and deal with. And, and it's hard. It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's a good way to help them process it a little bit more and just acknowledging my daughter loves books. I can say something, but if she reads it in a book or if I tell her a story, like with a character about it, then she'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then she'll always remember that versus mom just, you know, saying something. Yeah. And books it, are so it powerful. validates their experience too of like, yeah. it's not just me. Like there's a whole book about it. There's other kids who, who do these things or feel this way or act this way. And, you know, that connection piece, like you said, no one's going to listen to mom when we tell you it's totally fine. Right. <laughs> When you see it in a book, it's like, okay, this is real. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you do a lot, obviously, and you wrote your book and that's coming out 
and you have a four-year-old. So how did and how do you find that balance of everything you do while also being super present and thriving also in your motherhood? How do you balance that? I read over this question and thought on it for so long because I was like, do I balance this? <laughs> am I am I successful in this? I feel like honestly, it's a ton of trial and error mm-hmm. of like, does this work for me? Does this work for my family? Nope. Scrap that. Let's try something else. Um, but I think a big thing is I have a, a super supportive village of people. Um, my husband is fantastic when I say like, Hey, I really just want to write. I need some time to write. Okay. Yeah. Go, go. Um, even if it's my office or even like, Hey, I'm going to get a hotel for a night and spend a whole day just writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is so great about encouraging that. And that has made all the difference. Uh, and I think too, giving myself permission to do that has made a difference because I think a lot of times as moms, we, you know, we carry that mom guilt so heavy of, we've got to put everything else second and our children first. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we put ourselves so far on the back burner that we, we aren't great moms because we aren't ourselves. Right. And so being able to recognize she is getting a better mother because I am, you know, following this passion because I am, you know, really like, like you said, being fully present in my own life than to be able to be fully present in motherhood too. And so that is something that it took me a very long time to learn, but being able to say, okay, it, it's okay that I want to spend time away from her. It's okay that I want to focus on this for a bit. It's okay to be fully present in my writing or in being creative or in work. And then to be able to pause that and then be fully present with her. So that's made a big difference too, of just giving myself that permission. Mm-hmm. That is something that all moms struggle with. Across. So that's mm-hmm. another one of that. Like I found that bit of community and realizing like everyone struggles with this. Mm-hmm. And you have to recognize that before you get to your breaking point of needing that time. I still struggle with this. You know, I talk about this every week and I still struggle with it. So you have to recognize it and you have to intentionally make that time for yourself or you, every mom, every mom will get to a point where she's overtired and overstimulated and she needs the time for herself dealing with the emotional struggle of that mom guilt and giving yourself permission to be a full person outside of just a mom yeah um and treat that time like the precious thing it is like i think that's one of the first things that i'm so quick to let go of is that creative time uh, I know like i recently switched into private practice and i was like okay fridays writing time Every week, I'm not going to do any work. I'm just going to write. I've been in private practice for three months now. I think I've done it once. Um, And so it's so easy to just say like, oh, well, there's other things. There's other things that are more important than this. Um, But it's so like life-giving, I think. And it, it just invigorates you so much when you allow yourself to have that creative space that you don't realize what you're missing. I think when you just constantly like, Oh, it's fine. I'll do it some other time. So really like schedule it like a meeting, schedule it like you would, you know, your, your parent teacher conferences or a meeting with work, like block that time out and guard it. Because once you have that, you're going to be more fully present with your kids and other things you do, because you'll be able to have the capacity for it. And that mm-hmm. is is hard, hard to do. But I think once you really guard that time, you'll notice that difference. Mm-hmm. When you 
you know, write a book or, or start an Etsy store or your own website or something like that. I read, treat it as like, you're like the CEO of your company. Don't treat it as a hobby. Even if it is kind of like maybe your hobby or whatever, don't treat it as a hobby or you're going to kind of live it as a hobby. Mm. But if you, you know, treat whatever you do as it's like your, your business or your something along those lines, then you'll really give a hundred percent to it and it will feel like it is productive or it is something that you're just like, okay, but I put this on my list and I'm excited to do this today and I'm making time for it and not just like, well, okay, yeah, I'll get to my hobby or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I think that's really important. Just thank you so much, Kelly, for having me. This has been so nice. It's so fun to connect with other moms who create with other people who, who have that passion. So I really have enjoyed this time so much. Oh man, I have too. Thanks so much for doing this, Bethany. It's been great talking to you. Like I said, I just feel calm right now talking to you too. (laughs) Where can the listeners find you online, connect with you on uh, various social media, or if you have a website and also where can they get your book in December? If you know where that's going to be at. Yes. So um, I do have a website. It's bethanydwalker.com. And my book will be available on there, if not on the website, you know, a clickable link to go and purchase it. And I also actually run a blog called Picture Book Therapy Thursday, where at least a couple times a month, I interview an author who has a picture book about a tough topic that you could use to talk to your kids in deeper, you know, conversation about anything from gender identity to bullying to just all kinds of stuff. So definitely, you know, watch out for that. There's a lot of great books on there and I do a lot of giveaways. Uh, And outside of my website, I'm on Twitter. It's Bookshelf of Beth. And that's where I do most of my like writing community stuff. And I'm also on Facebook. I think it's Bethany Walker author. All right. Awesome. In the show notes, I will put links to everything. Obviously not your book yet, but I will put links to everything on there so they can, um, see you when it comes out. And then when your book does come out, I'll make sure to put it on my social media and website and stuff. So that would be that. wonderful. Awesome. Yay. The Moms Who Create Book Club is here. Go to the Moms Who Create Facebook page and find the Moms Who Create Book Club Facebook group. You can also find it through Instagram. If you go to Instagram, um, go to the Moms Who Create podcast page. Click on the link tree link and go to the first little top part that says join the book club. Um, it's the Facebook group. Literally just join the Facebook group and I'll post all the information there. It starts Thursday, September 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern time. I'm excited to have you guys. Please join. It's just a bunch of moms getting together talking about books over Zoom. So I hope to see you there. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week.